How's it going, Sha? Oh, um, not not bad. Not well. Not okay. I watched a movie yesterday, and uh, it was a movie that um is uh, supposed to be well known for being very confusing, kind of okay. Um, and that you may need to be uh high for it because the main character is high and the story is kind of convoluted and doesn't necessarily gel and it's also supposed to be like a mystery but you can't the story's so all over the place that you can't keep up with it or whatever um and so i had been putting off watching it uh for a while even though the guy who directed it's one of my favorite directors and it was the only one of his work i hadn't seen yet so i went ahead and watched it yesterday and that shit made perfect sense to me (laughs) um reconcile why that is because i don't do drugs of any sort the strongest thing i do is like a tylenol pm okay. or a leave um so I, I that's not me so it's not that i was high right um and uh it i, I it just and it was like two and a half hours long and it didn't even feel like two and a half hours long and i am just like why did this make sense to me and everybody else who I assume is high all the time. Um, all of you, you're all high. Um, why Why did it make sense to me? And I realized why. It is a convoluted, like, story. Okay. Um, and uh, people come in and reference someone from what just happened, but you don't see it connect. The problem is people wanted to understand what was happening. Okay. And I think the key... Uh, is to not worry about it. <laughs> okay, okay. And to just let it do what it was going to do. All of the, all everything, every loose end was going to be tied up. Okay. Every single one. So even if you don't remember how it got to that point, you're going to see it get fixed and you're going to go, well, all right, I guess that's been fixed. And then they go <laughs> to the next thing. And all of these things were going to, they were introduced and then tied up, you know, throughout the two and a half hours. And you're just like, oh, great. So if you don't pay that close attention, you're just like, you have the, you're just like, oh, great. Well, that's all ended then. Everybody seems happy. (laughs) Uh, And I, I, I'm, I'm so sorry that all of you high people really were trying to go through it to let it, to try and figure out what was happening when you could have just been not high <laughs> and not cared that's it and it would have been great yeah so anywho um you check out inherent vice <laughs> that was the movie but <laughs> but yeah that is I, it not made a Cisco ebert like, yeah. <laughs> yeah it made no i mean like and i like that director's other movies he's one of my favorite directors and let me tell you i've looked at the other ones and they had clear cut things happening, I thought. And I still, every time I'm just like, well, what the fuck was that about? And I got to go read a bunch of shit. This time I was just like, I ain't reading nothing. I'm just going to let you tell whatever story you want to tell. And it turned out just fine. Uh, see, it's delightful even. I feel like you have an unfair advantage 
because I feel like this is your worldview in general, <laughs> shot. Like, <laughs> no, I want everything to make sense. What? Shot, I feel like every episode I show up, we're about to record, and you are at a place where it's just like, okay, so um, I guess this is happening in my life right now. <laughs> Let's see where it goes, you know? <laughs> Okay, let's see where it goes. Definitely is is part of uh, my ministry, but um, but that's after like a lot of. There are times where it's just a lot of research, and sometimes it's just fun to kind of like, oh yeah, sure, let's see what where this leads me. But sometimes I'm like, what is happening? And uh, <laughs> and you know, uh, and I mean, like, look, I'm not. I I have no problem with spoilers. Spoil me. I need absolutely tell me what's going to happen. I will read a book and get a couple of chapters in and then go read the last page of the book just to make sure I'm not going to waste my time. You know what I mean? Like I need to <laughs> to know and I picked that up from my mother. So I need to know what Okay. kind of have an idea as to what's going to happen. But this one, I was just like, you know, I'm following and then there was some twist and then something else happened and I was like well, I don't even know why they brought that up, so I'm not even going to worry about it. And then after after like an hour, I was like, oh, that might be the move is to not because you're just going to keep bringing in folks. And I'm going to go, oh, so-and-so's in this movie. I, I'm going to treat it like that. OK. Yeah. Major so key. anywho, it's a good movie. I like Paul T. Anderson. I think I, Paul, T., I've been a fan of his since Jump. Uh, and a lot of people are like Inherent Vice. Um, is probably my favorite movie. And I'm like, really? Because I hear it's confusing. And you're always high. But I get it now. <laughs> you were talking the whole time you were describing it. I thought you were talking about like Memento. And Oh, no. Memento fucked with me. I couldn't sleep for three days. Why? Because I was like, what happened? What the fuck happened? <laughs> I love that movie. I thought it was cool. I watched it. Let's see. I think I saw it in the theater. Yeah. And so then I was just confused. And then I maybe I watched it once again on like DVD. I think I bought the DVD and I don't know why, because that movie, I was always just like, man, fuck Memento for <laughs> I, I miss sleep. Um, but I, I thought I, I guess I bought the DVD because I wanted to um, I was going to. I was going to figure this movie out. I was going to beat it. I was going to beat Memento. <laughs> but um. It just, you know, there's that part, there's that part, there's a part where there's a switch that happens. Right. Where old girl does a thing and you're like, oh shit. And then when that happens, it threw me off. So I was just reeling from that. And then at the end, when it goes from black and white to color, right, man, fuck. I was just like, I don't know what done happened. <laughs> what uh, it, what is real am i here like who who are we you know i was i was fucked up for three days i love that mo- i the, the my only complaint with that movie is like it made me talk too much about that movie for like yeah. a solid week like i was just like yo y'all seen memento and nobody in east new york has seen memento like nobody had heard of it <laughs> nobody knew what it right. was and i just felt like i was just like i, I there was a, a solid like day where i thought i had just like made up the movie <laughs> Like, I was like, yo, like, I should make this movie. Like, this is incredible. But, uh, I mean, I haven't watched any other of my man's films, and he's made a lot of movies. Yeah. 
and I haven't watched the one because I'm like, I'm still mad at Memento. And everyone's like, that was the first one. And I'm like, well, get in early. <laughs> get in at the ground floor of hating and you can hate your whole life. But. Yeah, I, I, I'm big on uh, Nolan's work. He actually had a film before that that was like a little creepy, in my opinion. Um, what was it called? He had a, I'm trying to remember the name of it. It was like his like first full length. But uh, it's like tradition, like a lot of people that uh, don't have a lot of money when they're starting out as directors. It was like black and Mm -hmm. white kind of thing. So like if I remember correctly, it was like a film where like uh, this writer used to follow people to like get to like learn about how to write about characters. So like he Mm -hmm. would be bored and he would like pick a person in public to follow for the day and he would just follow them like from a block away and write notes about them and he ended up following someone who ended up being like a burglar and then he ended oh. up like getting cool with that person and shit and like they're like robbing places some you know so like <laughs> yeah i was like ah, right, this is weird like it just feels like you did this uh for real right yeah i'd yeah. watch that i'd probably watch that i'm in i especially considering when that was probably made that would be right in my wheelhouse of movies that i enjoy just like 90s to early aught fucking independent made on a shoestring budget kind of jams i'm telling you it was it, really uh the following that was it was called yeah okay should have picked that up yeah but it was him just following it was uh it was uh made in britain and it was just him following a whole bunch of people writing notes and he ends up following a criminal and becomes part of like that world uh but mm. yeah uh again uh this didn't make it easier when i explained uh memento to people so <laughs> yeah that's not gonna yeah like, that's still not gonna help it's just hard to i don't know and i don't even know if it'll hit the same because it's been like 20 something years right. so i don't know especially since he's he's tenant right he just yeah. did tenant and he's isn't he inception or whatever yep yep and it's just like I'm like, it's just those mind fucks on a smaller scale. So it actually messes with you more. Yeah. Because you're like, uh, this could maybe be a thing. Like I could encounter someone like this. I don't know. So, you know, like I ain't never going to be in an inception world or whatever the <laughs> fuck is happening to tenant. I ain't never going to be in what he was. He, he was a Batman, right? Yeah. He did some Batman the, joints. The trilogy, yeah, yeah. I'm never going to be in any of those things, <laughs> but Memento maybe. So, uh, I, you know, watching those movies is though, is the reason that like, um, I, I, I understand not understand. It's the reason that I accept that there's people that voted for Trump. It was like, I don't, in the sense that like, I don't, I don't agree, but Mm -hmm. I, I I accepted the fact that there's people whose brains work different. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 So like, that's what that, that's what Nolan taught me. Like, I don't know what his political (laughs) views are. Uh, As an artist, I love his work, but I know Mm -hmm. I could never make what he makes because I don't know how his brain comes up with that stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I just, I, you know, not very wisely, uh, for very long though, I just assumed everybody was on the exact same wave that I was on. Yeah. We all on the same wave. And then if you're not, you make it, you let it be known immediately. So I know not to mess with you, but now I'm just like, uh, I don't, 
what? You know, like I, I got to decide. Yeah. But you like these things, but you hate these things. And the things you hate are things that are very important to me. But we do share a, a like it's a lot of bargaining that I don't, you know, I'm sure that a, a someone with more belief in themselves and a, <laughs> made of stronger stuff can do and still feel okay with themselves and all that. But I'm, I'm not sure I'm necessarily there yet. So, you know, we'll see. <laughs> Oh, man. We're learning about ourselves, Sean. That's what matters. Yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into the news. Uh, uh, a scientist taught AI to generate pickup lines. The results are chaotic. <laughs> Artificial intelligence is finally learning how to flirt. I didn't know there was, you know, a demand for this. Yeah, is that where we... <laughs> Did we need that? Was that on our list? Finally. <laughs> Let's get these robots robots out here fucking. What are we doing? Oh man. Uh, Janelle Shane, a research scientist and author from Colorado, created a squad of courtship bots using one of the most sophisticated text writing AI algorithms in the world, a language model known as Generative Pre-trained Transformer 3, which uses deep learning to produce human-like text. Uh, researchers claim GPT-3's output is so advanced that it is often difficult to distinguish it from material written by real flesh and blood humans, which in this case says some troubling things about the standards we've come to expect from <laughs> flesh and blood humans. Okay. Okay. I like the jokes there. Uh, we got we got some of the uh, actual lines that they tried here. Uh, I love you. I don't care if you're a dogo in a trench coat. Okay, you have a lovely face. Can I put it in an air freshener? I want to keep your smell close to me always. That one ain't that bad. The first one was terrible. I I'm okay with that one. Okay, the third one. Wait, this beanie hat, is it fashionable? Oh, is that like... <laughs> is that like negging? I don't even know what that one's supposed to be trying there. Okay. Uh, you look like Jesus if he were a butler in a Russian mansion. What? No, no, these are all terrible. What are we talking about? <laughs> Next up was Curie, a less powerful piece of software that Shane describes as the closest uh, to a depressing online pickup line list. Um, so these are going to be a little more poetic. Uh, your eyes are <laughs> like two rainbows and a rainbow of eyes. I can't help but stare. Now, nah, it was trash, B. Curie, you ain't getting laid. Mm -hmm. I'm like the ice cream. You can keep me in the freezer for a while, but then I melt. Okay, I think an old man actually yelled that at me before. <laughs> like that one actually sounds familiar. I feel like it. I feel like after that he yelled out, "Watch out there now!" And uh, and beforehand, when I started to walk up, he started with a "ooh wee." So yeah, that that may that one may work for this robot. <laughs> I mean, it didn't work for that old man, <laughs> but it could work for this robot. Oh, man. The third AI, Babbage, is, a less, is less sophisticated still. This program's charm, offensive ricocheted between being aggressively forthright and awkwardly digressive. So these lines include, uh, you're looking good today. Want snacks? Yo, that's... that's What's the problem? That's solid. That's that's extremely solid. Wow. Okay. Um, it is urgent that you become a professional athlete. Yo, compliments on compliments. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Why? Why are we not liking these? Yeah. These are great. 
It's the least sophisticated of the three. He, he, he's getting it done. Uh, okay, it's a little aggressive, admittedly, but um, I can see this working. I love you, I love you, I love you. To confess to the confines of death and disease, the legions of earth rejoices. Woe be to the world. Now, you got to stick to the earliest stuff, B. Um, yeah, I mean, that. there's a place for that. I'm not the audience for it. <laughs> but I imagine if this was typed on a screen that was black with red li- lettering, okay, it'd probably be effective. Okay. You know, just on some old, I don't know, my uh, chemical romance shit. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I would have bagged you on my GeoCities webpage. You know what I mean? My black yeah, yes, page. absolutely. Over. This is some angel fire... <laughs> hotness right here oh man uh and in your albert ounce in your albert einstein voice i don't know what kind of accent is that um but you have to say i wouldn't change a thing that's what he would wait was that your albert einstein voice? I, I, it's not my gaston voice i was trying to do a voice i don't know which one it was so I, I shoot my shot shot you know what no, i mean it was beautiful no i mean it can't be any more or less effective than with this robot <laughs> there's other robots too there's ada um, who uh, has great lines like body softening pads. What? That's just very, I don't even know what that is. That's just direct. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, baby, are your schematics compatible with this protocol? Yo, I'm about that one right there. Yeah, no, that's a good that's one. That's real. I can tell yeah. by your red power light that you're into me. Hell yeah. Okay. Can I see All your right. parts list? It's turning me on. That one. Is very effective. Can I see your parts list? Yeah, oh. That's I feel like should be a part of every conversation. Ooh, real talk. <laughs> about to turn on the fan in here. This is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> What's the definition of a femtometer? Because I like to run it through your quark ten times. Okay. Ten times, boy. You better Yo. buy me a drink first. Come on now. <laughs> okay. Never mind. Fellas, y'all, y'all, y'all about to be some real incels because Siri about to take all your chicks. <laughs> all right, it's over for you. Okay. Yeah, that's that is possible. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, sex robots, should target the elderly and the disabled. Okay. Wait, hold on. <laughs> what is this headline? Should target. <laughs> that makes me think the sex robots are in a warehouse somewhere with just like a huge picture of old people and string and lasers going between the pictures. <laughs> so we target the, the elderly and the disabled. <laughs> we get them while they're down. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Uh, Dr. Ian Pearson, a leading futurist known for his 85% accuracy record, uh, projected that sex with robots would be more common than sex with humans by the year 2050. Um, Yeah, so he is advocating for more of these to be uh, 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 marketed towards the people that need them as opposed to people, uh, the normal uh, target demo, which is younger uh, males. Um, today's sex robots are sexist, racist, uh, um, ableist, ageist, and hetero and heterosexist. Um, mm. says Dr. Nancy as Je- um, Jecker. Um, they tilt towards users who are young, able bodied, heterosexual, and male. But in the future, we need to reimagine them as products for older, disabled, primarily female clientele, and to offer them with a range of sexual orientations and social functions. 
Y'all niggas shit is all I heard right there. <laughs> That's all I heard was just like, I ain't fucking with you dudes no more. Get me my sex robot. I've made enough money. <laughs> I'm a- Primary fee- female. Yeah, we done. I'm about this. Okay. I love it. Societies around the world. <laughs> and I are need aging. you to be good at a cocktail party. <laughs> <laughs> it should come as no surprise that sex robots are not pitched to older people, but these technologies should be designed to help older people maintain sexual function. Supporting someone's ability to be sexual is part of respecting their identity and dignity as a person, and the non voluntary absence of sex from someone's life is not just a bad thing. It's a threat to identity and dignity. Okay. I believe that. Absolutely. I, I firmly believe that. That was beautiful. Yeah. yeah I, I, I'm i on board. You know, sex robots for women. Let's do it. Old folks, too. I want grandpa's fucking. Let's do it. Grandma's out there <laughs> smashing. Let's go. Oh, let me see. All right. As a group, however, older people also tend to be more frail and less agile with more porous bones and less muscle mass. And for that reason, it's important for manufacturers to design sex robots in a way that minimizes the risk of injury. Mm. Look, that is that's true. Um, at, when I was working at an adult uh, video store, we had one of those uh, real dolls. Yeah. And um, once we had to move it, they come like in a crate, like a person, like a woman sitting in a crate, a big, a huge. And they're a human size. Like this woman was probably like, you know, like five, four and a hundred and like 15 pounds or something like that was this doll's dimension. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So they are the they are a a human size. Yeah. And, you know, the limbs are everything's kind of made of like that, that silicone kind of thing so when we had to move it once to we're moving some furniture around we had to get rid of the carpet we had to move it we put it on a dolly and started to move it and it just kind of started to wiggle like a person would because of just the makeup of it it was so creepy (laughs) it was so creepy but also it's the weight of a person you know so if you are disabled and you're having to lug around what is essentially a person that's not, yeah. you know what I mean? It should have its own, like, put, make it, make it Heelys. Put Heelys in it. <laughs> just out of the shoulder blades, just two little handles. Make it its own dolly. <laughs> Do something. Make the weight adjustable. Do something else. Uh, I love that so much. I, I really, really want to see that future. Shit, it might be here. We might be two years from it. They get it done in the porn world. It's honestly at that point, they probably will make all of these changes, but it still has to be the marketing. Yeah. They're still going to be marketing it to a a bunch of idiots. And it needs to go to other folks. I figured this is the first generation to like really publicly like embrace like the fleshlight and stuff of that nature. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I yeah. think like the generation before this, they they had great sex toys, but they were still kind of private. Like I feel like this is the first time where it's more public. So I think as this generation gets older, um, this need will be like more publicly talked about and hopefully addressed. You know, like if if yeah. you had a flashlight and like talked about it on your podcast for thirty years, like you know you can't you're not embarrassed to tell your kids that you need a sex toy. You've been telling them 
they heard you talk about it when they looked you up, you know, like on Google. Right. So they know you're into it, you know, like it, it they know dad's still that guy. So, right. you know, uh, yeah, I, I think they'll be more comfortable saying, hey, we need this when they go to their doctor's appointments. And hopefully, you know, the the, dem- the company that comes up with this uh, will make a ton of money. But they'll, I, I think it'll exist. I'm excited for this future. Yeah. Yeah. This is dope. I mean, I guess it will exist. I don't know if I'm fully excited um, but I guess that's the robot's job is to make me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that would be the functionality of this robot. It's gonna have to talk me into feeling like having sex with it. There we go. I like that. Get me one get me one of those. <laughs> I didn't want to have a cup holder. You know what I mean? If you got that, we good. <laughs> Such distinct needs. <laughs> Willie's talk me into it. Cup holder. Good. Yes. Money. <laughs> we'll make millions huh? <laughs> oh my god the uh, US Olympic Committee will not uh, punish athletes for kneeling uh, during the anthem at the US Olympic trials uh, the kneeling ban for athletes at the US Olympic trials is over uh, the US Olympic and Paralympic Committee decided it will not punish athletes who take a knee or engage in any uh, sort of peaceful protest at the Olympic trials um, American athletes hoping to use the platform to shine a spotlight on police brutality and racial injustice are now allowed to follow Colin Kaepernick's lead without fear of sanctions. Uh, the USOPC issued a nine-page explanation explaining it decided to implement the new policies after conferring with its new council on racial and social justice. Um, the organization spells out several forms of peaceful process that will be allowed at the Olympic trials from kneeling to raise fists, wearing clothing items with statements like Black Lives Matter and justice. Um, It won't be a free-for-all. There are still limits regarding how athletes can demonstrate. For example, athletes are not allowed to do anything that could affect competition, like forming a human wall that would prevent opponents from completing a race, etc. Also, hate symbols such as swastikas or nooses are also not allowed. Um, But with that said, uh, there are still uh, some... Uh, caveats in terms of how this will affect um, and what will be allowed at the Olympic Games in Tokyo. Uh, yeah, I, I, so I read this initially. I was like, okay, this is you know good on them for you know finally like getting to see the players' side of it. Um, mm-hmm. And then like there's more and more. I felt like, yo, this is trash. <laughs> Why? Why do you think it was trash? Just like a lot about it. Like, like, like right off the bat, like. They had a meet with another committee, and then it, it took them nine pages of them explaining. That's honestly, that's the, the first thing I was thinking was like, it took y'all nine pages? Y'all needed nine pages? Yeah, like, it should have been like, yo, my bad, do what y'all got to do. We got your back. Yeah. Boom. I, Three lines. I'm like, yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 and then as you kept going, I was like, okay, well, I guess if they're just like, here's what you can do, this, 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 here's what we will not allow, blah, blah, blah. Um, but uh, otherwise you good now keep in mind, this is just for the U S Olympic trials. We'll see what happens in Tokyo. I'm like, I feel like you could get that on one page. (laughs) I don't know why you need it. We don't need to know about your new council on racial and social justice that you needed to talk to them. I mean, this should have been, and even if so, again, you could have, I guess, stuck that in the first sentence, but nine pages of you congratulating yourself feels a little weird. Yeah, It felt wild suspect. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I feel like this is uh, some faking the funk 
they you know they they stand up to like take all this away when the Olympics actually start. Um, well, I mean, they don't have any say in it, and so there's no telling. You know what I mean? This is they are clear in that this is the U.S. the U.S. Olympic trials. Yeah. But as far as the Olympics themselves, there's a whole separate uh, corrupt group behind that. <laughs> So they got to make that decision. So maybe that's what, maybe this is a show for the International Olympic Committee. Just like, look what we did. Here's what we did. Here's how we did it in case y'all are looking. You know, that's the only way I could think why it needed nine pages is if they're trying to low key get the IOC to fucking step up and do the right thing. But, you know, that's a lot of countries. <laughs> it's a lot of countries, so. Oh man, yeah, I, I don't know why. I, I'm, I'm, I'm suspicious of all of this. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, stay suspicious, a- absolutely. Yeah, I don't know. That's so funny that it for both of us it was the nine page <laughs> thing. Like, uh, that's a lot of. You don't need all I'll that. Tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Organizations have been lying to us for too long, shot. Like we. <laughs> yeah, we ain't buying it no more. Y'all, that's a bullshit. You just lied to us last year. We don't. Uh-uh. Come on. Radar went we off not- right away. Uh, I, yep. I do like uh, the uh, the Olympic uh, 1968 Olympic picture uh, just being included just because, um, you know, just as a reminder, you can, like, do the Black Power salute. Uh, right. Tommy Smith, John Carlos, uh, Peter Norman um, for all taking part in that, you know, uh, real dope. Yeah. Moment. Yeah, I dig that. Um, let them do what they got to do. It's ridiculous. And, you know, like, what really ticks me off, I got to say here, like, it just, it pisses me off because it's like they, they're they protesting after they won. Like, yo, like, they already won. Like, let them rock. Like, you know how many yeah. things you let people do on that stage? They got nothing to do with protesting. You know, like, Jordan right. was, like, rocking flags just to not show the Reebok emblem. You know, anybody yeah. find that dude? <laughs> you know, <laughs> he wasn't pro black. He was just anti a sneaker company. You You're know, right. like let, let and y'all let them rock. You know, let let these people like say do something that's positive with this like you know moment that they work four to twenty years for. You know, uh, yeah, let them have they mm-hmm. let them have they think. All right, <laughs> nah, I'm pages, freaking nonsense. <laughs> oh well you got uh, the u.s olympic and paralympic committee you gotten on gasler's bad side you You better step it up seriously by summertime yeah i I watch all your stupid sports b i see the dude (laughs) the people with the the broom on the ice i watch (laughs) way i don't watch any skating except during the olympics i'm watching i see all that nonsense watch all your stupid sports (laughs) watch all those non-sports sports sports. all of them join some there (laughs) (laughs) well (laughs) you're doing the best you can i'm trying to support you know what i mean but you gotta meet me halfway that's all i'm saying you know uh, <laughs> that is fair. That's absolutely fair. <laughs> uh, finally, a uh, 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 fully on brand for us, Nick Jonas. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Nick Jonas is about to become an inspiration to an untold number of kids uh, because of his life story uh, being memorialized in a new comic book. Uh, the comic book, which uh, we're told has not been approved by or worked on 
with Nick or his team will drop next week, according to Darren G. Davis at Tidal Wave Productions. It's a 26-page long uh, comic, and it orbits around Nick's accomplishments and struggles. The book centers around Nick's drive to become an accomplished singer and star while he battled a serious disease, type 1 diabetes, which he disclosed to the world in 2007. Uh, The comic book starts with Nick's rise to fame uh, with the Jonas Brothers. The group was incredibly popular. Uh, as everyone I think knows, uh, lots of folks wrote Nick for his uh, brood off for good. Uh, oh, the group, I'm assuming that's another word for that. Okay. Yeah, like a family brood. Is, uh, like a brood is like a, a collection, a family collection. I don't know. I read that word, I think beer. I don't know why. Do my- <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like an IPA or something. Okay. Uh, (laughs) but nick wasn't about to wave the white flag uh the comic book then hones in on nick's plan to become a solo artist uh yeah did yo white people be patting themselves on the back look man i mean this is insane like we need a comic book about the the rise of nick jonas and his struggle and his struggle is type 1 diabetes, which, look, I am not belittling in any way. Hey. That is tough to do. But he was making the kind of money to keep that shit under control. Exactly. It wasn't a struggle where he didn't know when he was going to be able to afford those shot medicine. Yeah. He don't even, I, I promise you, Nick Jonas don't take shots. He got that automatic thing. I promise you. He got that thing that like it's already plugged in permanently. And like he gets a beep on his phone to let him know that like, yo, you're getting a shot right now. Like you're getting a rush of insulin now. But like he don't mm-hmm. forgot to do it no more. It's just automatic. Also, like uh, when they talk about when they're like they're honing in on Nick's plan to become a solo artist. Something that a lot of people in the music industry thought was a non-starter. Nick proved them wrong with Jealous, and it cemented him as a lone singer. Okay, are we going to talk about how the way that he even worked um, that song in particular and other songs and albums was by kind of putting on a little, like a little fake gayness? Like like playing up to uh, uh, the queer audiences? And being kind of coy about that and showing up on like, I don't know, out magazine and stuff like that so that he could, you know, because he got swole. Yeah. And that was a way. So like by building it in the clubs that way, instead of just trusting that the song would be good, he also showed up like smeared in bronzer or some shit. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) you know, you could have whatever. And also, this is ridiculous. It's just stupid. And then don't forget, he became a movie star with Jumanji and then married another movie star, yeah. uh, Priyanka Chopra. Well, well, let's talk about Priyanka Chopra. Why, why, why don't she have a fucking... Well, actually, he's also, he didn't okay, neither he nor his people okayed this comic book. So this really <laughs> just feels like someone who wants to talk to Nick Jonas really bad. <laughs> This is a fan fiction that has gone too far. Yeah, this is someone who's just like, I can draw. I'll do Nick Jonas. <laughs> and also, it doesn't look like Nick Jonas at all. No, it it's doesn't. It's just a, a diesel white dude with a beard. <laughs> yeah, like, it doesn't look like Nick at all, you know? Yeah. This looks like also, another impressive person. 
No one was worried about Nick Jonas. <laughs> no one's ever been worried about Nick Jonas. No one's worried about. Ain't no one worried about. I mean, maybe some people are worried about Kevin, but even he had a a, a show where he was married and they had a rant or some shit. So even Kevin was just like, no, nah, I'm good. And we're like, cool. But no one was worried about the other ones. This is so stupid. I just, I mean, I hope that Nick himself is just like, yeah, no, I didn't. Yeah. Like, this is kind of dumb. <laughs> I wouldn't have done this. It is. Or is he like, shit, I should have been behind this. But it's very ridiculous. Just taking quotes from things he said. And then I don't know. I what a why. <laughs> I, also, I, I've never been a Jonas Brothers person. Right. I couldn't sing a Jonas Brothers song if my life depended on it. You would just have to bury me because I don't know a one. Yeah, I don't so, know any of the tracks whatsoever. Yeah, so I'm like, how good were they if I don't know any? <laughs> what are Jonas Brothers hits? Jonas Brothers hit songs. Oh man. I swear Google's going to be like, yes, so this you. <laughs> <laughs> I've had this conversation with a few people and each time they bring up a, a song or two and they play it and I'm just like, uh, yeah, I don't know. And, <laughs> and, but and you can play it and I could, you would think that I'd be like, okay, when I hear that, I know that's a Jonas Brothers song, but I don't hear that shit. And so I don't think about it. And I do this every few years. I'm just like, thank God, who, what are their songs? And you play it, and I'm just like, nope, I have no idea what that shit is. Yeah, I don't know any of these titles at all. No. All of these sound like things that you are if you listen to Joe and his brother's songs. You know? It's like, uh, you're a sucker. That's the name of one of the songs. Okay. You know? Uh, burning up. You're only human. You failed. I agree. Listening <laughs> to the song, you should hesitate uh, before listening I to the song. Yeah, I don't know any of these. I mean, like, even One Direction, where I was completely aged out of that, I know at least one of their songs. One but I don't know. I don't. So where's, like, the Harry Styles, um, you know, comic book? Yeah, you know, he deserves one. Before this yeah, he's put out two albums. I don't even think Nick Jonas does that, has he? <laughs> All he did was get married to that woman. <laughs> Who was a huge star in India, and they were just like, "Why is she?" <laughs> yeah, that would be. Why awesome. is she doing this? <laughs> what if, like, the whole comic book is about what it's like to be married to someone of color? Like, that's like his whole like yeah. struggle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the hardest. Thing I'm a little ever. surprised they didn't make that <laughs> struggle. First, he had type one diabetes. <laughs> then he married a brown woman. <laughs> what can't he overcome? Get out of here. Oh man, what's the most challenging part of my life? Uh, being married to somebody with real challenges. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> that I then borrow for a comic book. Oh man, <laughs> if you like what you heard, please like and subscribe to the show. Um, if you are, uh, if you like Nick Jonas, please leave us yeah. alone. <laughs> I feel like I must say that. Yeah, I'm okay cutting that that target demo out. That's a, that's fine. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. We'll be all right. Yeah, I, that, that thing, we'll see you seven later. Very little overlap. Uh, I, I, I don't think we're gonna miss out on any shows there. <laughs> if you're an Apple listener, uh, please rate the show. Four stars are fine, I guess, but you know, 
that's that's just something about you that you know you got to overcome <laughs> as a person. Uh, five stars are dope. Appreciate the reviews we've been getting. Um, if you have any news articles, please submit them. Uh, you can DM us directly at Silky Jumbo or at Gastromonte on Twitter or Instagram if you have something. Uh, case in point, like uh, this week's article, uh, the one I kicked off with, uh, scientists taught uh, AI to generate pickup lines. I uh, kept that because someone DM'd it to me and I misread the title. I thought it was pretty cool. I read it as a scientist taught Al Green pickup lines. I was like, oh, it's pretty dope. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> Green don't need no pickup lines. I was say, I was like, wow, like wow, this is a this is impressive. You thought you could help Al Green, okay? So, <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that's a whole other episode. That would be hilarious. Uh, but yeah, please uh, send us in the articles. Uh, we love to talk about them on the show. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, with that said, my name is Gastron Monte. Always with the homie Chalet with Sharp. This has been a bonus episode of The Ball Report. Catch y'all next week. Peace. Catch y'all next week. Peace.